Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 741, Guardians of the Galaxy Vol 3. That's right. Yeah. So That's right. That's what it says on the poster. That's what it says, <laughs> yeah. So I guess before I forget, as I am apt to do, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. Oh, this is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Before we dig in, oh, yeah, let's just do it, because there's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about. Shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Maybe follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. Ooh. That's always helpful. And somebody did. Oh, how about that? How about that? This is a five-star review coming from... That's why we're reading it. That's, well, we'll read the bad ones, too. I think we've done that before. <laughs> we just well, who would leave us anything less than a five-star review? Somebody who didn't like our review of Rambo. It's not a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Shungadong. So hopefully I said that right. Okay. Five stars. I came across this podcast when I was only 15 years old. Oh, geez. I, and only had, I know. 78 I know. now. <laughs> Get, just wait. And had a mild interest in film. I am 22 now and just graduated from college with a degree in screenwriting. Horn tooted. Uh, that's in the review. I didn't add that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, good. For, that's good for awesome. Him. I weirdly owe a lot to these guys. I grew up <laughs> listening to them and this podcast every week. And I just wanted to say thank you. This podcast made me discover my passion. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. Cool. That's that is very, awesome. That is wow. very cool. So congratulations on your degree. And we hope that you write a big hit movie and put us <laughs> oh, in Oh, man. Can't wait. But so. could you imagine the Oscars if he <laughs> writes a movie and goes to the Oscars or if they write a I'm movie? I'm sure we're at the top of the list. Yeah, right, if we right, get right. thanked in the it's Oscar gonna be, it's gonna be speech. It's going to be God or whatever denomination you believe in. Huh? Mom. Yeah. Real spoilers. Real spoilers. That's right. Yeah. Or if they had kind of a bad and if, relationship but if with them. I guess that's true. Then, and if they're an atheist. Then <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's just moving up the seniority list, baby. All they need, all, so all we need for our moment is for him to have a mother like my ex-wife. Correct. Yes. And and not believe in God. Or at least be agnostic. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and not, how old is Brian? <laughs> and, and He's not 18. In a, not in a committed oh, relationship. 
Because like if they're under, you know, yeah. I thank yeah, my wife, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know. Really over real spoilers. I, yeah. You make a good point. I mean, where was the wife when you were 15? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You know who was there? Real spoilers. And your right hand. That, G- well, or your left hand. Or both. <laughs> or both. Oh, ambidextrous. Mm-hmm. Feels that's, like somebody else is doing it. It's the bisexuality of <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> that's right. It's called the stranger. <laughs> You're also presuming that Shangadong is a male. Also they, true. They never, I mean. You know what? You make yeah. a good point. Yeah. I guess Touché. you could still do it both hands. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've seen it. It's fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we want to no, keep the list. The fact that it, it was just like, no, I've seen it. They yeah. Don't, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's it, absolutely a thing. It's a blast. I highly recommend it. They yeah. graduate from college. They don't have to graduate from listening to this show. You can keep listening. That's true. We don't need to. I, granted, our humor, there's going to come a point where they're like, you know what? Yeah. It's ran its course. Yeah. He's like, it was nice until I left a review. <laughs> yeah. and then, so if you would like your review read on the air. <laughs> yes. Yeah, feel free. Why, and why wouldn't you after listening I to know, all that? Yeah. So where was I? Oh, shameless plugs. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. The group is called the League of Show Shares. We're hoping you'll share an episode. I forgot last week because we were traveling. Yeah, we I were, mean, you get a you get a break. Or we, we mean my wife and I, not the show collectively. Yeah, they saw oh, yeah. us. We don't yeah. have we don't have any travel budget. No, no. no. My wife does. Yeah, when when we get that Oscar mentioned, that's right. Yeah. Well, then our listenership will be in the tens. <laughs> Could you imagine? They say, and I'd like to thank real spoilers, and the whole place just goes completely yeah. crickets, or, or it goes bananas. Yeah. Oh, because well, everybody's are. at that point. Everybody's listening to real spoilers. Oh. They've been around for fifty years. When by that, I love Joe's optimism. The, everyone's <laughs> clapping, and then they cut to Vin Diesel <laughs> just standing, just sitting there in silence because of all your Paul Walker wearing jokes. a Paul Walker T-shirt. Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I refuse to support that podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. League of Show Shares. So there's a lot of them because I didn't do it last week. So here's a whole bunch of people. So a uh, librarian, Cynthia, Glenn Cougar, Mellon Brewer, Julianne Jordan, Lane Levanway, Ralph Tribble, Travis Tewitt, Jason Weesey, Phil Timon, Chris, Magic Man, Tammy Lynn Powers, Betts, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Falls, Brent Smith, Heather Sachs, Christopher Rex, Dissect That Film, David Rojas, Spoiler Piece Theater, Invasion of the Remake, Ants, Humans, Stars podcast. I love it. Yeah. Where were they for our Ant-Man review? That's true. That's a great movie. <laughs> or every other movie we've done because they have humans in them. Also uh, good boy. Feeling <laughs> Film, Colby Mack, Mike, Mike, and Oscar, Ronnie Castle, In Session Film, geek to me Radio, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd podcast, Binge Movies, Nostalgia Cast, Dan and Nancy Tweet the Movies, Hallmarkies Podcast, oh boy, and Megan Kern. So thank you very much for sharing an episode. We greatly appreciate That's it. So good, thank you so much. And finally, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content, and we like you extra. Yeah, and we a couple scheduling snafus, but I think this Friday we're doing the Incredible Hulk. We'll see. Not the, not the Hulk. We'll see if Joe decides to get up this Friday. I was awake. I just had kids. (laughs) We all have kids. Yeah, but my wife was in Mexico. So when Joe does his Oscar speech, (laughs) guess who's going to come first? (laughs) I guess the kids. Uh, Before we get started, there there has been a little bit of breaking news in the world of DC that is important to to the city that we live in. Oh. So who's in charge of DC films? James Gunn. James Him Gunn. and another guy that I can never remember the name of. Peter Saf- Saffron. Saffron. Right? James Gunn is from? St. Louis. Louis. Who's in charge of DC Comics right now? Who was named the publisher and president of DC Comics? 
Jim Lee. Oh, Jim Lee from St. Louis. So St. Louis. Oh, I is, forgot he was from yeah. St. Louis. Is running DC yeah. Comics yeah. across the board right now. So oh, that, did he just get named? Yeah, the it was publisher? like this past week because he was what was he the co like creative consultant? Or okay, something? but he's the pu- he the, is the president and publisher of DC Comics. Wow, from Samurai <laughs> Santa. <laughs> such like that dude. It, the career of that guy yeah. is bonkers that's in the his, best possible way. That's his first professional art okay. work yes. is on a comic book called Samurai Santa. Yeah, his first Marvel work is uh, it's Alpha not Flight. Not even color, right? It's black and white. I think it's black and white, but yeah. he did Alpha Flight. He did like Punisher War Journal yeah. and then Wolverine and obviously the X-Men. He's a superstar, and now he's in charge of the like the entire line. Which wow. is kind of crazy. So. Thank goodness he's on charge of the movies. They'd come out one every 25 years. <laughs> it's interesting because he was always more of a Marvel guy. For he him. was always a Marvel guy. Yeah. Yeah. He jumped to DC when he did. Uh, I think he did some like Batman. Yeah. Black he did and some Light. Batman stuff, I think. And yeah. Superman. But, the, but the, well, but he became a DC guy when he mm. did that Jeff Loeb. Yeah. When he did Hush. And mm-hmm. then he was a DC guy kind of there on. Yeah. And he did that Superman book that was not that worked great, out. But, and now he's in charge that. But St. Louis boys running, yeah, running the show. Look at that. Running the show. Yeah. Going to have a lot more St. Charles post what newspapers and all the comics so and the movies. That yeah. was great. That <laughs> was so fantastic. Anyway, there's all that. Let's dig in. You know, it's been a long, weird journey post yeah. Endgame. Yeah. I thought you were uh, going to say it started with saying this will be Marvel's first I know, failure. I know. I know. Ten years and now ago. Here we, here we are <laughs> with our volume three. And it's it's funny because it's. This is volume three, but I I feel like this property has gotten the most play, like outside of the movies. Yeah, I think I think that's accurate with the, with the Christmas special and then the Groot like mm-hmm. shorts. And uh, then I mean, and he was yeah. he they show up in a lot and, and everything. And I think. sometimes it's really short, like the last Thor movie. But then, but then an Endgame, that first Endgame movie was practically a Guardians movie. Oh like, yeah, they he, they were all over that. Yep. And I and I. I always say that when Guardians hit, that changed the tone of the MCU. Big time. Yeah. Because everything started being like, oh, this can be really funny. And then we saw when you don't have James Gunn writing it, it doesn't always work. Right. But they definitely shifted in tone. And then you got Thor Ragnarok and everything became this comedic. It's got a little bit of a. Everything a, has the yes. jokes, right? Yes. And then that's when DC was the no jokes. <laughs> and it was just like. So, and now look who's running DC. <laughs> yeah, now. The guy who's like, hey, I'll throw some jokes Oh, my in gosh. There. <laughs> they need to have either James Gunn or Ben Affleck. And not that he'll probably ever be involved. He needs to have a thing that says, like, jokes or something. Like, yeah, know. right, right, right. It's it this this franchise, the fact that I think I think the Captain America franchise is my favorite. This is a very close second. The fact that they have been able to turn in I I've rewatched two. I, I rewatched everything. Two is the one that's like the weird kind of I can't figure it out, right? Because they're the characters aren't exactly right, and Chris Pratt is trying to do something with Star Lord in that movie. Where I feel like he figured it out in the first one, and he was like, "I don't want to be this guy anymore." Yeah. So he tries to fix it in the second one, but he figured it out in this one. Like that, th- this mature Star Lord in this, I was like, "Oh, where, where has this I, been?" I like all of them, but I think two's my favorite. That's so strange. I, it's not strange, but I mean, like, it, I think it's I, I my love least two. Favorite. I I love two. I think the story in two. I think the heart the. Because the whole thing revolves around the family that you make as opposed to the family you're born into. Yeah. And you have him and going against Ego, who is his real dad. But then obviously he's horrible. And then you have your Guardians family and all that. And just the stuff, like the way that it splits up. And then you have Rocket and Groot. And you have him and all that stuff. I, I just love that. And then Yondu, obviously. Sure. And then where it's like Yondu is the adoptive father, but he's the real. Well, he's his daddy, right? 
It's like Mary Poppins, y'all. And so I love that story. So I think two's my favorite. And then the first, I think this is third, but like third place with a, you know, <laughs> 9.1 as yeah. opposed to a 9.3 yeah, like, and a 9. I like this movie a lot, but it's it's so different in tone. Very much so. From the first two. I think the first one's probably my favorite, but agree. the second is a close second yeah you know what i mean like yeah it, like the second coming off of the first which was so good the second was like this is just as good yeah. if not even a little better in my opinion just because of the story that he wrote for it but you know and this one is very Whereas solid the second thor was just as guard yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was oh man that yeah. dark world yeah. but look That's at like but look there. at that i mean i know it's not a trilogy anymore but like when you look at that trilogy as a whole it's like yeah you're right captain america is really the one that I, I i don't know i can't figure out where all the hate for spider-man came from recently there's like backlash because it's one of the highest grossing movies of all i time. think that is another one like that that yeah i don't know one of those i don't are. know what you can hate about those movies they're great, been great. <laughs> but i i never liked the second one i mean i was on the record what was the record. second one the mysterio one yeah because of that stupid exposition the bar ah. scene that's my dance scene yeah i mean that's the, like there, I just, okay, okay. there are some clunky moments of that i will grant you but like i, I still really enjoyed it yeah but, but the third the, one's awesome the, the third, third one is great it's amazing well no like, and 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 that movie did multiverse better than multiverse of madness remember like and that was our main complaint was multiverse of madness i really enjoyed but it's like we were promised this multiverse well, they of madness. kept it right. small but it, right but then they only like went through the multiverse like do 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 okay now we're in <laughs> two or three right and and so it wasn't as crazy where no way home kind of pulled in people that got bigger reactions and the I mean, fact you're that again tr- franchise when you bring together. in toby mcguire and andrew garfield <laughs> right. is crazy that feels a lot yeah. bigger than just going to like oh here's this other alternate whatever and then like, I, so that I think that like yeah I multiverse of madness I agree with you is like I felt like okay this is going to be a big yeah. we're going to we're going to bounce around but it's it felt like a very small contained mm-hmm. movie right and then we do get those fun cameos but and it's still really enjoyable but I think what was promised I think that you're set up for this huge yeah I think it's and, because the cameos in that movie feel kind of removed from the storyline. In Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, it's like they go over there and this thing happens and then they come back and the, and the story picks back up. That's where, true. Whereas in Spider-Man, like, it, that is driving the plot the of the three film. of them yeah. the three of them yeah and together, so it's it's true. not just a cute little fan service moment. I mean, it is fan service, but it also works as non fan service. Like if, if those if those other two franchises didn't exist. Yeah. And they just cast those two actors to play Super or yeah. Spider Man from other. That movie would still work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, the, the nostalgia button helps absolutely. But but part of what makes it like one of the highest grossing movies of all time is because they hit the nostalgia button and it worked. Yeah. Right. Like for it sure. works as a story as a whole. Whether but then that nostalgia is just extra a little icing icing on extra, the cake. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. And this one, man. I, you know, like I said, I feel like, what are we in, phase five? Is that where I we're at? I have no idea anymore. Whatever the current phase we're in, sure. it has we're been in four, but maybe has been floundering. It's, yeah. It hasn't, you know, there's, there's, there's been just some not struggles. an overarching storyline like we're you're used to. You're not leading to, to something. Well, yeah. What whiplash coming off of Ant-Man, Quantumania to this, where you're like, this is a Marvel movie. This is what yeah. I expect the caliber of. Look at the difference in the fight scenes and the action scenes. Yeah. Ant-Man, this, Quantumania was just like, boo boo blaster, like just generic action. This movie, look at what happens this when looks. It this looks, looks better than anything Marvel has done in a long time. This looks great, and yeah. the CG looks great, too, because this movie revolves around a lot of animals. Yeah. And while, of course, you know they're not 
real, like you know they're CG, but they blend because they're oh. talking. Right. You, wait, you think? Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean the four in the cages, like the real animals? You. Yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. they're not okay. animals, but when you see the baby raccoons and stuff, like they yeah. blend in. Like your brain doesn't go, "Oh, that's just bad CG." It's like really, really good yeah. CG. That's why the that's why that the the Ed I was like, call him Ed Norton. Give me that movie. Give me that multiverse movie with Eric Bana, Ed Norton show up to help. <laughs> All the Hulks. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno. Uh, Lou Ferrigno. Oh my, yes, please. But what's his name's head? But they really the couldn't Iron... do that because in this universe, Ed Norton isn't a different Hulk because they recast it. They, That's they a good didn't, point. You know I what guess, I mean? Like yeah. if he showed up, that would be weird. You'd be like, wait a Because minute. Mark Ruffalo is still supposed to be <laughs> that, that guy. That Bruce Banner. Yeah. That's true. It's the Mark Ruffalo head thing. Yeah. Where it's just like, how did that get through? Right. Like, how do you not tweak it a bit to, to look normal? <laughs> like, it looks like a giraffe. But, like, but this movie is so CG heavy. But here's the thing, right? So James Gunn is a practical guy. He yes, does he as is. much practical. He gets his stars on wires. He throws them around and stuff. And then CG to touch things up. Right, and right. To, right. So he relies on as little CG as possible. But it's an effects heavy film for Big sure. Time. But Big you don't sets. know it. Yeah. Quantum Mania looked like... Remember when they're flying through the air and falling and it just looks like a bunch yeah. of nothing? That's that's what took me out of it is Quantum Mania is so much of that where they should have sent him to the quantum realm and just filmed it. Tom Cruise is going to space. Send those guys to the quantum realm. I know it exists. I don't think it's too much to ask. Right? No. But but that's the disconnect there. So, like, you see this movie right after that. And yeah. You're like, wow. Well, I, I think I, I don't remember. I really loved Black Panther 2. That was really – it was solid. Yeah. For and sure. then, obviously, No Way Home. Right, far from home. I can't do homecoming. You, you ask almost every episode what order and what. <laughs> fa- I don't keep homecoming track of stuff like that. I, far from home, no way home. You say, Pretty see sure this movie, it. I see it. Yeah, I don't right. know. One of those guys is like, but, well, like I, the fifth one was this, and the second thing. <laughs> so no we deal with the Fast and Furious movies, dude. We're, yeah, uh, we're, we're, those, and, luckily those just have numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just wait. Phase two of the Fast <laughs> Saga. They're gonna. It, I just listened to how did this get made? And they did an episode on torque. Which is oh, produced yeah. by Peter? the yes, yeah, he made that joke. So it's a motorcycle worry. movie. It is, but it's yeah. all but it's produced by the Fast and Furious guys. Oh, yeah, and they're like, why hasn't the? I mean, they bring everybody else in. Why haven't the Torque guy showed up yet? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like this, this flick, it, it it does. I agree. It feels like it's a return to Marvel. Yeah, and this here here's something that I haven't felt in the Marvel movie probably since Endgame. I felt like the stakes yeah. were real. Yes. Like, you know, like when I, when I'm watching Ant-Man Quantumania and and I enjoyed that movie for what it was. Yeah. Like I like I'm I'm not a hater, but it it was it was fine. But at, at no point was I like is Ant-Man going to die? <laughs> right. Is Wasp going <laughs> to die? Like I like well yeah. They might kill off Wasp. Yeah. <laughs> well, the James Gunn kills people off. Yeah. And he says when he kills them off, he intends them to be dead. He yeah. wants stakes in his movies. Right. He, well, he can't sh- really bring Yondu back. Yeah. Right. right? Like but, but, like, and that's a huge thing because they could have kept Yondu. He could have been around forever, you know? Because, yeah. like, Michael Rooker's not demanding Chris Evans' salary right. or Robert Downey Jr. They're <laughs> not. He'd be an easy guy to bring in, low co- relatively in. Yeah. low cost, yeah. and and be like, oh, you yeah, know Yondu, yeah. right. right? And so it's like, no, he killed him off. But, man, because that's one of the reasons I love Guardians too and i mean i love yondu and rooker's performance and everything but those stakes and that scene where he sacrifices himself for peter yeah. and says you know i may not have been your father but i I'll, was your daddy i was your daddy yeah. that is like tear that's a tear oh, up yeah. moment right and and he produces those i mean in this one were you tearing up at the theater again this Duh. week i mean there were like <laughs> yeah. th- three or four moments in this i was movie i was all like, right Holy. probably until about 45 Those minutes animal left. scenes when they're doing the yeah. testing on that doesn't them. The, you know, normally <laughs> when people are like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's like, no, I love yeah. my Revlon. <laughs> normally 
when people are like on these superhero movies, and they're like, oh, I don't know if you should bring little kids to this. I'm just like, well, maybe your kids are. <laughs> but in this, this one, in this one this like is... when I reviewed on the radio, I was like, I don't think you should bring little kids to this one. Yeah. Like, I think like 13 and up, I think are probably fine unless sure. it's a particularly sensitive 13 year old. But like 10 to 13, I'd be like, well, I think I'd judge that on a kid by kid basis yeah but under 10 no 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 they're like you know I mean, those cute animals you like they're yeah, gonna murder them they're going to murder <laughs> them and and one by one like it won't even be like one moment and they're all dead <laughs> it's like they're going to kill one they're gonna let that sink in and then once you've kind of processed that they're gonna kill another one <laughs> you know that cute little bunny rabbit and then they're Duncan for sale at the concession stand <laughs> but so and to, like the way he handles it for people that haven't seen it who maybe haven't seen it yet or that may very well be a trigger warning for people not to see it the is movie, but, there, there is some animal violence but the way that he handles it it's not gratuitous he's not they're not blasting animals into right. pieces it's, it's 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 done for dramatic effect and it furthers rocket's motivation in a way right. that it's, carries through to the end of the movie where he spoilers saves a bunch of animals well, like it has meaning actually yeah. funny about that is when you go back and watch so I watched this first, and then I went back and watched one and two. It even it adds even more depth to Rocket's character once you see what he's gone through. Yeah, and then like that scene in the bar in the first one where he's like, "He called me a varmint." He blah blah blah. Yeah. I don't like. I didn't want to get ripped apart and put and put back together. And then when you watch three, you're like, "I'm going to watch Rocket get ripped I, apart and put back together." Yeah. <laughs> I think he planted enough things. Do to you where think he, he had? the beats of three ready to go i don't necessarily think he had the whole thing but i bet what is you... rocket's origin story in the comic that's a great question because because so... my, my question is like is this just part of rocket's origin story and he had, had lines and he realized oh i can build on that or di- or is this something he crafted for rocket because i've no i've never read a guardians comic well okay i will always highly recommend the abnett lanning run like that, which is this team, right? Like okay. This, this team was Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. They debuted, I think, in Annihilation number six, and then they get their own series after that. And it's fantastic. Like, it's all of these characters that everything. James Gunn did a, an amazing job of capturing the tone of that comic. Gotcha. And putting it into Wasn't this film. the second Guardians? So the, the, the first team is like this. That's the Sylvester Stallone crew, yes. right? Yes. That's the Ravagers. Correct. Yeah, the yeah they were the original yeah. Guardians. And then it's like there the was Justice a, Society correct. version. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And then they redid it because they had, you know, it, the, the fun part about Marvel Comics that I've always found is you on Earth, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have your secret invasion. You're going to have your civil war. You're going to have all that. When you get to the cosmic stuff, they're not tied to anything. So you can, like those guys, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning had free reign to do whatever they wanted. Because they weren't really yeah. affecting other they stories. They weren't affecting right. anything. Just, like you didn't have to tie into Civil yeah. War. You could just tell stories. And so they did like Nova, which I'm just like, come on. Like James, just can you well, bring Rich Ryder back, please? Yeah, no. that's a lot to set up, especially if he's not going to be around, you know? Ah, whatever. He was, I, what I like about this movie is that he wasn't setting anything up for like, I mean, I'm not saying these characters won't show up to fight in Secret Wars, but what I'm saying is that it wasn't like, here's an Easter egg, remember this in Ant-Man, remember this in Thor, remember... This. Or here's setting up the next movie. Right, well, that's, yeah. this, this movie was closing his trilogy. It wasn't feels setting like up the, the most definitive end of yeah. an MCU 
franchise that yeah. I've seen so far. But and he deserves it. James Gunn deserves it with everything he's done for the MCU and how good those movies are. Yeah. And then being fired and coming back and you know leaving to do the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, but then still coming back to finish this and all that. Like yeah. they went through a lot and he's done a lot for the MCU and I'm glad they gave him his the ability to, you know, write and direct this the way he wanted. Was that pre COVID? Did that happen pre COVID when all that went down? Yeah, I think so. Man, that's crazy that that was three years ago. Yeah, because yeah, Peacemaker filmed during COVID. So. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And yeah, but that, I mean, like, just remember that when they're just like, they found old tweets of James Gunn's and they fired him. And it was then, all political because, like, he yeah. had apologized though, for those years and years back yeah. and they got drug up because he started talking bad about the right. And, and then they, you know, he got yeah. fired and then DC's I, like, we'll take him. I'm glad he came back. I, I wouldn't have seen this if he didn't come back. Yes, I, he would have. Because no, we yeah, had to do it for the podcast. Have. I wouldn't have seen it. I do the podcast, but I, I hold strong. You're going to do, do the blind man synopsis yeah, on Guardians came and talked, But I just, I don't want to see someone else finish. James Gunn's they vision. Bring in, like, they bring in Brett Ratner. <laughs> because this movie wouldn't have been the same movie. No. Like, oh, they, for sure it wouldn't have been. I've always been wanted to know like what the Toy Story 3 would have been. Because they started... They had a Toy Story 3 script before Disney acquired Pixar. Oh. Because they were going to they were gonna lose Pixar. Like, yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. moment where Pixar was going to spin off. And, and so the, the way the deal was worked is that Disney owned all the characters that they had created under Pixar. The Toy Story characters, all the Pixar characters. Oh, that they had created under that Pixar had created under while Disney they Disney owned those characters. Okay, right? and so and that's why that the last movie scheduled to be under that agreement was they brought Just, they brought God who was the head of the movie was oh, it still it was still what's his name. Yeah, it was, it was still, the other guy. Yeah, Eisner was it still. Eisner? Yes, it yeah. was Eisner. And they no, bro- no, no, no. It was the other guy. Who's the other guy that like revitalized Disney animation? Mm-hmm. They got in trouble with the tra- the guy with the tra- the love trains. He got in like not big- Eisner. No, Lasseter. Lasseter. But Lasseter was in charge of Pixar. Yeah, he was Pixar. Oh, yeah. Okay. But this okay, would have okay. been Iger still. I, I don't think. think it was. No, I, I think it was. Eisner. I think it was Eisner. I think it might have been. Is it been I think that it, long? It, it was like, like right he, before the switchover. And so oh, anyway, geez, they okay. whoever was in charge, yeah, yeah. they brought it to him and they were like, they pitched him two movies that they were working on. And they were like, You're, this would be the last Pixar thing. And they were like, you can have Ratatouille, what would become Ratatouille, or you could have Cars. Duh. And he was like, well, I'm going to sell a lot more toy cars and I'm going to sell toy, <laughs> toy rats. rats. <laughs> and Genius, so, yeah. and I think they had offered him Toy Story 3 and he was like, no. Because I want you to create new characters that we'll own. Uh, and so he was like, so yes, I'll take the cars. Uh, Smart. Yeah. And then yeah. they ended up buying Pixar. And But there was a whole Toy Story 3 written that that they completely scrapped when, really when they acquired Pixar. Well, I think, this, I think Guardians 3 was written. I think he had it done, but then they fired him. So, like, the script was there, but it... They were I gonna, don't know. I think that I don't I, know about that. No? I mean, I think he had an idea for it, but I don't know because I remember when I was following it that he was like showing the script once he came back and and wrote. I'm because he was working on writing the script for the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker and all this stuff. And I'm pretty sure once he came back, then he started tweeting about him the pages of okay. Guardians Three. Okay. I mean, I have no doubt he knew kind of where he wanted it to go. Yeah. But I don't think he had it finished and turned in. And I. So like I don't think they had anything of his to use that he mm-hmm. would have that they already paid him for like there was nothing without James Gunn yeah I, they would have had to then create their story and again it's like but then it wouldn't have been really the trajectory right it, it would have been a different it would have been very different yeah. yeah I don't I don't think anybody could have 
captured the emotion and the humor oh, no and the, that that he was able to pull. And I also think that every like every time you hear people talk about these movies, it's the heart. Yeah. Like, well, because I feel like a lot of times when Guardians pop up in other movies, you, yeah, you I can, can be like I can be like James Gunn didn't yeah. write this. You can Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that. Every character in this movie, especially Gamora, right? Like this is a this is a different Gamora. This yeah. is not literally. But I don't remember when did she jump to the time. When did she jump to our the t- the timeline? Right? I know what happens in Endgame, but like at what point do they bring her into the main timeline? Because she's fighting. Well, because Thanos and Nebula and Gamora come back once the the Thanos dies at the beginning of Endgame. Yeah, and then. You know, Thanos from the different timeline ends up jumping and in he brings with Gamora. He brings Gamora yeah. with him. And she's bad because he's like, oh, my God, Gamora, because our Thanos killed her in the last one. Right. And then. And spoilers for Infinity War. Yeah, and then she comes yeah. back and it's like. Spoilers for the highest grossing <laughs> film of all yeah. time. So Hopefully and, we didn't get out in front of you on that. Yeah. So. No, I don't think that. I don't think that she is because she's fighting alongside. Because remember, she's fighting at the end battle with them. She's fighting with them. And then she, she has that interaction. They don't like Thanos. The daughters don't like Thanos. Well, they killed Nebula. They, which also, as far as as far as I know, in time travel, if you kill a past version of yourself, you erase the other version of yourself. If, but they're from uh, different, aren't they? They're from different timelines. Yeah, but if again, it's but it's the Nebula that because Nebula kills herself. Neb, the bad Nebula in in Endgame is going to take the gauntlet from Clint, mm-hmm. and then the good Nebula shows up. Yeah. And shoots her in the chest. So the the nebula from Guardians One is dead. Yeah, but I'd have to th- think about it. But I'm pretty sure there's some time travel. Again, I mean it's, it's time, time travel, travel, so you can do whatever. But <laughs> right. I think there's some in world explanation to where one is already branched off, or it's a different multiverse. Well, or they something. do play with that, where it's like this is a you know here's yeah, the timeline so and here's this. Event it's not that- the kill the younger self and then everyone forward dies. It's like this is just it's a different, a different line. but. Anyway, but going back to the Gamora stuff and all that, it's like another thing that I'm really happy they did because I think another director would probably come in and be like, how can we get Gamora and Peter back together because people want a happy ending. And it's right. like James Gunn has this more realistic thing because no matter – to Peter, you know, Peter only knows his Gamora. And so he sees Gamora and, of course, he's in love with her and wants to be with her and all that. Yeah. And that is heartbreaking for Peter. But that's why it, it touches you because it's heartbreaking. Sure. For them to just take another Gamora and all of a sudden say that one is going to instantly fall in love just with someone. Plug, right. Just plug her in. It's, into... it's like she's not the same person. She looks like her, but she's literally a different person who's never known him before. Like when she says, what's your name again? Like, I believe her. Like, she, yeah. this is just a guy. That, so it's not fair. And I think that'd be really untrue to just have her. Now, I mean, could it eventually happen? Could well, they, I think they definitely could, could it happen? say that it could happen. And could they get together? I thought they were going to. Put him with the sister there for a minute. How well, insane that still, would that I have think been? I think that's kind of hinted at too. Yeah, right? you know. But so I like that, and you know, and I know that's jumping way ahead. But like, for him to just put a bow on it and be like, "Oh, Star Lord and Gamora," like, <laughs> right? I, that's not but for true the record. To. It's, it's Gamora and Richard Rich Rider Nova. That's the oh, way it go. should work in the comics. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> but yeah, this this or is it Gamora and Adam Warlock? That is a big. The, this, I got to tell you, that mm-hmm. is a. He is a huge. My biggest problem with this movie is Warlock, because I've got I, thoughts he, on that too. This is what I think. They know that Big Dave is out, mm-hmm. right? He's done. 
the Drax character is probably never coming back. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, he says unless, he wants to do serious. Unless work. they which is fine. Not that I, he didn't I make a ton of money that. and enjoy this, but like, he doesn't no, want to be Drax forever. Until they're to. like, hey, do you want to be Bane? Well, I have I have well, yeah, maybe or Lex, you know what? Or Lex Luthor. You know what? Maybe there's a reason he's out yeah. at Marvel. I'm going yeah. to DC. I think I think Bane, this, why would he not be Bane? That's I mean I, I, right. But yeah. this is I, they they that Drax character type yeah is so popular that i feel like they have they took that character type and put it on to they Warlock. gave the same archetype it's the for same Drax. thing yeah, it, what james gunn does that with a lot of his characters though and i know love it or hate it some people hate it but he makes these lovable goofballs and yes yeah adam warlock is doofy in this but also they're not playing this as the adam warlock that the badass that, <laughs> that went to space and came back and did this and has been around they made him like oh i was just born he's right. a baby yeah, he was just born, which is where I was like, okay, you know. So I, I think it's a different Adam Warlock. And again, you had to do so much in this movie. James Gunn had a lot to do. Don't introduce like the hero Adam Warlock, and now you have another <laughs> right. one, or or he's the villain. Like he had a minor part. He did. You got him, and now you set him up. But to spend more time and have him be this, well, I can get Warlock, but I can't get Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, right. We don't need a, like. There's too many, right? Think about Spider-Man Three, and everyone's like, "There's too many characters." Like, yeah, sure, he, sure. look how masterfully we say we're saying like, "Oh, we don't want too many." Look at the freaking cast list of this it's, thing. It's there's pretty nuts. Twenty-five characters. Yeah, yeah. And J- but James Gunn does it seamlessly, right? Like, yeah. you never feel like, "Oh my god, there's so many." You're just like, "Oh, yeah, there's a lot of characters." It does. You know, I think we kind of was Shazam, where we were like, "Oh god," like. Well, that's we, lo- true. we love James Gunn, right? Like, we're, yeah. I think everybody on this podcast is a, is sure. a fan. And yeah. When that when Shazam came out, we were just like, Jesus, this is gonna. <laughs> no, it's not. It's gonna be bad. And then I see this, and I was like, Oh, maybe it won't. Maybe. What do you? Because he's doing Superman, right? Like yeah. he's coming over to do Superman. I watch. You, you, we watched Shazam, and we're like, This is really bad. And we were still kind of on the fence about yeah. the whole DC change and everything that was going to happen. And then we're just you get this this right. movie that is created by him. Well, if right? you, if like you need a reminder that James Gunn's talented, yes. I mean, if you were if ever in doubt, sure, see this, and then you're like, oh yeah, that's oh right. yeah, he's the guy. But and also with Superman, he said he's not going to make it zany. He's going to take it seriously. I, I don't. So that also worries me a little bit, right? Why because I do think that Superman does need a little bit of levity, right? Like, I, th- I the only reason that I'm... I'm only but you can have James levity Gunn, without being yeah. wacky. Agreed. Yeah. That, he's just... He's just... He's not going to James Gunn up the joint. Yeah, he's, the, it's not yeah. going to be so goofy. But the who's but got he, me, you know, you've got me, who's got you, yeah. is a funny line in a tense situation, right? right? Like, that's the kind of humor that I was like, okay, that... I but if there's that. anyone that, I mean, can make a competent, good-looking film and have heart to it, that's the... And he is That's that, what you need that, for Superman is the that heart. big... Blue Boy Scout is the heart and yes. soul so, of that whole thing. So I, I, there's, I have no doubt. And you know, the only people I think that have doubt, serious doubt, is the people that are still talking about movies from five years ago that didn't get made. Like <laughs> yeah, let's right. move on. Like it, it, you know, there's other things going on. Go watch fake Star Wars on Netflix. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so th- this one starts off, and it, Peter Quill has had a rough go Peter from John Quill. What Peter John Quill? Yes, right. Actor's uh, grandpa. Which also, do we see him? We see him in, in part two. No, I think I think there's a cameo of him in part two when oh. Ego sets off the little grenades. Oh, do they go back to? You see his dad in the second one. His real dad, James Gunn's dad. He's like one of the old people that before he passed away, oh. him and his mom are on Earth and 
they're seeing the attack or whatever's going on. No. Oh, you're right. But I think that the grandpa is because I mean, because Ego set one in St. Charles, okay. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and we see him in like a I didn't realize that. But I know he's in the first when he brings him to go see the mom at the hospital. Yes. Which is, a, I mean, talk about a gut punch of a scene. And I. D- so, yeah. So he has lost his mother. He's lost. He's killed his father. Uh, he took off from Earth. The woman he loved is took off. Is dead. He got dusted. Yeah. Right? Like, he was gone for five years. (laughs) So, like, he has had one of the craziest story arcs. So... And I like that. I like that... I mean, he's human. He is a human, after all. And he's going through some stuff. He's he's, he's going through some stuff. They're at Nowhere, which is now, the I guess, the Guardians slash Ravagers have taken over. Nowhere, which is awesome. It's this giant head of a celestial floating around as their starship. (laughs) When they were piloting it on space, I'm like, they're just flying that thing around. That's so cool. (laughs) So, uh, you know, in the Avengers comic right now, they use a frozen celestial as, like, Avengers base. Oh, really? Yeah. It's funny. That's, Although that's, it was confusing where you would see Sean Gunn's character pilot it, and then all of a sudden he's in, like, the village area oh. doing the thing, and then he's back piloting it again. Yeah, I was like, how are like, you? I felt like there was, like, some weird editing going yeah, on there. I, I, like, well, I'm th- sure there's autopilot, too, though. Like, they have a way to, like, just... But, but also, it's just, like, it seemed like he was getting back and forth yeah, I mean, pretty they, quickly. Show me a teleporter or something. Yeah. Well, he just hops on the arrow and whistles, <laughs> and he just flies. That's another it. great one. That's another great little, you know, character arc for him. Which, again, he's... I don't know. To give Craglin this three-movie character arc, <laughs> like, I would have never thought of it. But, like, but... The, they referenced that at the... At the that's, that's cool. Like, a deleted... That's the post credit sequence of mm-hmm. Guardians 2 is him stabbing Drax right. with, the, with the arrow. I would all I kept thinking when he hit Nebula is I'm glad he hit Nebula. Yeah. When Star-Lord walked <laughs> yeah. through the door first, like he literally I mean yeah, it's funny cuz it's Nebula but right. good lord right. in the chest. Right in the chest. <laughs> yeah. So, I I appreciate that like and I I think we have kind of we said in the first Guardians that you're watching a movie star get made, right? Yeah. Like there is no doubt in anybody's mind after that first one like that dude's a made man. And he, I, I feel like he's had a rough go. Everything with the, at post the first Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. whatever that one was, Jurassic World, Jurassic World. Everything else after that, he has been trying to get away from this character. Yeah, because yeah. he's I doing like the that, Navy right? SEAL thing, and he wants to be taken more seriously. I think, which is fine. I can. But... That, that's totally fine. And I did not really like his. His character is very much a in part two and not that likable after a rewatch he's not as likable really yes i think so but i feel like in this one he's figured it out like he's able to walk that line again of being kind of the lovable loser yeah but also you're rooting for him the entire time so i was like if this is the chris pratt we get from here on out okay you know maybe we don't agree on Certain politics, but, uh, you know. Maybe. I mean, that's the other thing, too. A lot of the bad will against Chris Pratt is, like... It's part of that. It was that church thing. rumors and, like, people talking. Because that thing's so confusing because he didn't go to the church that was doing the conversion therapy thing, but the guy that's the head of his church used to work for the church that was doing the conversion therapy thing. And I think if you think, well, if he was the head of that church, did he really change all his ways to come and found this new one? It's like, it's confusing. maybe that's why he left that. Maybe. But but, but you're right. So like, but but if you look at it, he never gave money to that church that the whole reason people hate him is because they said, oh, he goes to his church and gives them money, but it's not the same church. There was crossover in the leadership. And again, could be a bad or a good thing, but yeah. there's nothing 
solid showing that he has done anything like that. So he's hit all that hate came I think, from I just think, people. I think the Anna Ferris thing did well, not help. Like that now was that poor decision making. You really can't op- opening excuse, your mouth in the media. Yeah, you really can't excuse that. He appeared to do and say some crappy things, yeah. right? But yeah. so yeah, he took a he took a hit for sure and. I think that when he shows up, like he was so good in those funny roles. Yeah, I mean, he mm-hmm. was hilarious on Parks and Rec. I loved him. Oh, he's great. You ever, did you ever see? Does it take me home tonight with Topher Grace and Take Me Home Tonight is like this? I'm not. Oh man, familiar with so it. it's the movie that he met Anna Faris on. Okay, and it's Topher Grace. It's set in the '80s, and it's like it's kind of like dazed and confused. It's like one, you know, mm. the one night. Yeah, yeah, I movie. know the movie. I don't think I've seen it. He's great in that. Okay. He's got like two scenes in Moneyball that are great. Oh, he oh, was the first baseman. That was his first serious role. Was yeah. in Moneyball. The, yeah, tell remember him when he used to is. pop up when he was the friend in her or whatever. Like remember when he oh, just used to. You know, he's the he's the jerk friend in Wanted as well. He's the guy okay, that yeah. James McAvoy hits with the. Oh, yeah, his, yeah, right. With the, with the keyboard. Well, right, because he was the friend and wanted. He was the friend and her. He was yeah. like, and they're both like kind of tech. Weird. That's kind of weird. Yeah. It's the same character, I think. But he used to pop up as just these side characters, yeah. which is so funny now. Because yeah. now look but, at him. But look at with everything that happened with James Gunn getting fired. All the cast wrote letters to Disney and publicly tweeted and gave their support to James Gunn. And I think, I mean, they realize, I mean, not only is he a close friend, but he made their careers. Right. Oh, they yeah. They all blew up after that. Yes. Yeah. Not yeah. that they're not talented. I mean, Bradley but, Cooper was going to be. But there's a lot well, of talented people who don't blow up. Right. Right. Yeah. Like there's, you know, yeah, it's he, not just about that. Exactly. We talk about who's and the. And there's a lot of untalented people. <laughs> like, right. Like it's, you know, like it, there's a lot of luck. His talk show there. just got canceled, though. So. Who's did? Corden. <laughs> untalented person. That makes up. a lot of. Thank God. Yeah. It was losing twenty million dollars a year. That's like That's, they couldn't sell the, ads on it from the jump, or like yeah, towards it the was, end. Oh, I don't know about from, from a while because the longer yeah. he was on it, the more yeah. money they got to pay him. God, and then by the end, it was just and advertisers weren't. No one was watching. I mean, that's it. the problem with people structuring these shows about going viral. Is, you know, creating these viral clips is people just wait for the viral clips, right? So well, that's you, the thing you don't have the need to go watch the show. It's so funny. That I'll I'll do a ding ding real quick. Oh. People are freaking. You know about ratings. Right, they're like AEW did a one point mm. four, or WWE Raw did a three point two point two, right. and it's like in nineteen ninety six and ninety seven when WWE's pulling in a seven point eight, mm. it's because there's nothing else on TV. Right. I don't watch live TV anymore. Yeah, no. so like to me, ratings don't matter. Well, they do. All. They have ratings now where they they call it like plus seven, and so they they gauge the initial viewing and yeah. then streaming and banked dvr viewing oh. for within a seven day window mm. okay and okay so that, that makes sense that i think that's typically what you're the ratings you're seeing okay not, it's not even necessarily it's initial airing they give them like a seven day window no no the, the, like the, these oh these are like their overnight ratings yeah. gotcha yeah and it's like that doesn't matter yeah like, nobody watches it's pretty rare that somebody, anyway but i think yeah in this movie this is a different Star Lord, and I think this is the best version of Star Lord, in my opinion. I think he, Chris Pratt, gives a hell of a performance when he's like freaking out because he thinks Rocket is dead. Oh, man. I was, like you know, and I was just like, I'm like, that's a hell of a performance <laughs> over of a stuffed animal, something that's not right. there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Yeah, it's really. When he's good. screaming. It's, yeah, it's heartbreaking, and yeah. and and only because we've gotten such good movies to know these characters. Right. If it was just some. A random superhero, some random character from a comic book movie. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, okay, that sucks. I also but. think that's where the real shift in comic book movies has come over the last 20 years is that actors are willing 
to commit and give these kinds of yes. performances. I, I think they felt self-conscious before. I think mm-hmm. they felt like it would be a waste right. or that people would Nobody's make, gonna see this. or people would make fun of them yeah, for, yeah. for giving such a serious gut wrenching performance point. over a, a CGI raccoon. Right. 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 And that I, I think that that's been, I think that's been the greatest driver you've seen from the MCU or the largest impact that we'll see long-term is that people are willing, actors are willing to give real performances. And even though they know this is a paycheck movie, I'm that, wearing a suit. Yeah. But that like people aren't going to point and laugh at me because I gave a real performance in one of these things. Well, you unless, know, you're, it, unless you're in Catwoman. But you know, it's a bad movie. That's true of any bad movie. That's fair, right? Like you know what I mean. Like, right. It doesn't have to be a superhero movie. That's just a straight up bad to, movie. To be, a, you know, you, you give a, a like this really committed performance in a bad movie, right? People, we well, did we did a podcast on that, didn't we? Like great performances in bad movies. Did, did we? Do I that? think so. Well, yeah. at least yeah, great scenes in bad movies. Great scenes. That's what we But when people look at that movie and it's like to think that. Halle Berry's not a good actor. It's like you're she's ridiculous. Got an Oscar, she's an Oscar-winning actor. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's, she's in a bad movie. Yeah, but, and so does Cuba Gooding Jr. But he gave a hell performance in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in that movie, it was. No but that's how it can go the other way, right? <laughs> right? So if you're only in bad movies, you could have <laughs> yeah. potential. But and James Gunn for Guardians One, that script, you know, he hires talented people, and with his writing, look what happens. They yeah, all become mega. Was he was was Pratt the first? He wasn't the first choice, was he? I think there was somebody else that they that maybe the studio wanted. Yeah, I think there might have been James Gunn kind of went to bat for him and said, "This is the guy." Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, they're on nowhere. The watch the holiday special because all you this have is set to, up by the holiday. You special. have to watch. This is the first time I remember thinking, "Oh, you need to watch all three of these." You got to watch the holiday special because everything in this movie ties back and to I'm something not saying else. like you can't enjoy this movie without it but you're gonna be like why is this happening <laughs> why are they why talking are they, about kevin bacon <laughs> why is who's this talking dog like she's in the holiday special like there's a lot of stuff set up it's all takes place on nowhere and some on earth but like you gotta if you really want to know the whole thing and how they all came to be there together watch right. that and it's a really fun it's great it's watch. and it's only like 45 minutes Some, i think yeah, yeah. Let's get okay, this bacon. is from screen rant it's seven actors who almost played star oh, okay so they okay. have krasinski makes sense makes sense joel edgerton mm. oh mm, that would not have been think that would have been a very different movie yeah zachary levi I can see that one. Zachary Levi is the one. Yeah. He was the big, he was going to be the one before Chris. Okay. Pratt. Okay. That's the one. That uh, one makes sense. Aaron Paul, which made sense for about a six month window. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. No need for speed Two. No need for speed Two. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that Krasinski has been around a bunch of these different characters. Yeah. And he just, you know, and he read red main. Oh, no. oh, that, that would have been, been awful. Yeah. That would have been brutal. I think yeah. I think Levi is the serious one. And that's probably why James Gunn is keeping him around and. Uh, well, hopefully you can fix that character. I Colin Hewerton. Who's that? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't watch that. Oh, oh, oh I know. I, you know what? That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Also could work. Mm. Yeah. Again, a different movie. Yeah. But it is funny to look at Krasinski, and he's been like, he was like the number two guy for Captain, Captain America. America. He yeah. was the number two guy for Star-Lord. <laughs> he's obviously, he's been Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. They're but, like, we got to give him something, even <laughs> if it's just a cameo. I got. love that where he's talking about how he was putting on the costume. He was putting on the Captain America costume. He's like, I had it up to like my thighs. I looked up. And Chris Evans walks and, in. No, Chris Hemsworth walks oh. past, walks by as Thor. And he was like, you know what? This isn't going to work. Yeah. And, like, starts, <laughs> um, That's funny. But yeah, so like the, the Guardians are, the galaxy is okay for the most part. And then they are attacked, and Rocket is injured, 
And when they try to go save him with this med pe- med kit, they accidentally set off a he's got a kill switch, a kill switch on the inside because he's been manufactured. Correct. So now this whole movie is Attacked a heist. by Adam Warlock too. Attacked by Adam Warlock, and, right? And, and then so this off. is what I mean is you need to watch part two because the Sovereign, who is Michelle Lindicky, the gal with the, the oh no from from Tenet, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, the, she's the the leader, oh, the leader of the song, uh, Elizabeth Debicki. That's what it is. Thank yeah. you. We see Adam Warlock at the end of Guardians Two. We see the cocoon, and now we see Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. Yeah, and we do find that out. Kid grew up, man. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> I do love that he's like we're the Millers. Like he's the kid and we're the Millers. Right. Yeah. That's, that's it's hilarious. Crazy. Which is also was a very he in funny vacation movie. or something? Maybe it's just we're the Millers. I no, he's in vacation. Is he in the, vacation? Ed Helms vacation. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Yeah. And this is where we find out we get a lot of backstory on Rocket. This is Rocket's movie. This is it. Abs- really is. This is for not, for a character just, that's all lying on a table the entire time. Well, the flashbacks. Yeah. That's true. That's because true. if not, it'd be like you just sidelined Rocket for <laughs> right. the whole movie. Right. Yeah. But this this whole movie is about Rocket, and the other characters well, find themselves and come to a good place. But well, it's it like, kind of ends up making the whole trilogy about Rocket. It does make the whole well, trilogy about Rocket. Well, and that's. I mean, there's a, even a, that, the movie the even addresses he, it. Like you thought, this is your story. This is your story. That, it's been your story the whole time. That's what right, I was right, going right. to say. Yeah. And James Gunn has talked in interviews and said stuff like that. Yeah, he's he thinks of these movies as Rockets movies. I can I, I can see that, that for yeah. a while I mean, for sure. That these are Rockets movies, and people may not have realized it. But I think with this one, you well, I think you're gonna you, realize if it. you look at them as a singular thing, mm-hmm. right? They're not Rockets movies until this one. But when you watch them as a whole, yeah. you're like, oh, this is absolutely about him. But we find out that we're introduced to the high evolutionary, which again, the fact that the high evolutionary is in a Marvel yeah. movie is just insane. Well, to and me. that's the thing. So real quick though. So like Brad Hyen was like, what a waste of Adam Warlock. And I'm like, I get where you say that. And I know Joe, you've got your place, but it's like, okay, Adam Warlock was supposed to play a huge part in infinity war. They didn't use him. He wasn't around for right. that. So now you take this character out where his big thing is fighting Thanos so what are you going to do with them? And the High Evolutionary created Adam Warlock in the comics. Correct. So you've taken things away. So it's like, at least we got an Adam Warlock and he set him up. But I don't expect this huge thing because it's like his big thing is already is already done. And he wasn't around for it. So you have to find a new thing for Adam Warlock to do. Right. And, and so he's, he's setting him up Spoilers, for it. he's part of the Guardians now. Yeah. Like that's where we get, that's where it ends up. So this whole movie is is basically a heist movie where our characters are going from point A to point B trying to find information or try to get back to finding the the code to kill the kill switch. It's kind of funny that they have to find a part. Rocket's always trying to steal I think random that's, parts. I think that's on purpose. And they're finding it's a like, part for Rocket, which right. is kind of funny. And your team is kind of in shambles, right? You've got Drax, who is... I think this is the best version of Drax. He They've gone back to kind of the version from part one mm-hmm. from guardians one where he's kind of a goofball but also a badass mantis i think is pretty on the level but the 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 crux of this thing is nebula mora and pete like those those are your three characters that are peter They're Ke- really struggling and nebula is it's interesting to see that because I, karen gillen gives a hell of a performance mm-hmm. every time we see her she's then, really good and she's fantastic did you see her tweet about couples counseling no. no. Oh, it's so funny. And she's like, when you forget you have couples counseling that day and you have to do your, your, In makeup? your therapy oh, and makeup. No. And she's got a screen grab of Zoom of like 
her and her husband and then the therapist and she put a little thing over the therapist's face. Sure, sure. And and but she's in full oh, on nebula makeup that's doing so couples that's therapy. Hilarious. I just thought you know that was what? great. I appreciate the commitment to the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Right? And yeah, also for good. normalizing couples therapy. That's yeah. not just because your marriage is in turmoil. That's right. Like right. Sometimes you just need a little extra. It's just general maintenance. Right. That's okay too. I think she's a little really tune up. Yeah. She's really funny in real life. Uh, like the stuff she yeah. says. Like she seems like a really nice person, really funny. I forgot she was in that mirror horror movie. Oh yeah, she's the remember that Oculus. Oculus, yeah, yeah she's the sister in that. I completely forgot okay. she was in that. That was solid. That was really good. That's yeah. Mike Flanagan. That's uh, so. Peter- it was also a WWE film. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, that is for sure. So Peter's a drunken mess, and we see him in the beginning, and he's passed out, drunk. Did when- you see the behind the scenes of what they were doing? No. So when Nebula's carrying Peter, oh, it's a thirty-five it's a, pound it's, it's fake 35, body. Yeah. It's a it's a fake model that they have like breathing. Yeah. That they have. You see the interview with James Gunn where she was. But and Chris Pratt and trying to get him to slice London say I'm gonna go take a no <laughs> no no oh. no so there's this interview I'll send you guys but Chris Pratt is talking about how weird it was he's like James Gunn had this a fake body of mine in his office and he said people would people would come in the office and scream and Chris Pratt could not stop laughing he's like and what he's like they would come in the office and scream and he's like oh I thought you said you would let them come in it in the office and cream or something and then and then james gunn is just beside himself That's with laughter because he didn't think of that at all you know he's like yeah i just let everyone have a crack at old star lord <laughs> it's such a funny freaking interview who's really the good. jackson pollock painting now? yeah that's right what a great still a great line anyway, yeah. such a great line but yeah so they're like our characters are bouncing from nowhere to just other planets they go it, it's they end up on counter earth which is the earth that the high evolutionary the deal with the high evolutionary is he's constantly trying to perfect life which is why he created adam warlock who Mm -hmm. was like the perfect being but what they but before they go to counter earth they got the heist part is they have to go to the labs that i guess did the experiments or manufactured some of the technology oh you're right that's where so i mean that the whole heist part of the movie is that our team goes and lands there rockets in the ship like while they're on their whole journeys which you know opens them up to other issues that happen but they have to sneak in and this is like all james gunn friends very much so nathan fillion you've got his wife is in there you have the gal rat catcher from oh suicide squad is the one they kidnap with the red face oh yeah okay Uh, okay danielle i just can't remember last name but i don't understand the hate about putting his wife in this movie or it's like he's it's, put his brother's been in all of his other yeah. movies and no like, one complained but, it, but, but now she's it's, like a bit like she's in the movie for five right. minutes Who well I'm like, God? has anyone ever heard of ron howard <laughs> right <laughs> if you're gonna get mad about james gunn putting his wife in a movie have you seen how many movies clint howard yeah been? right and right. no knock on either of them but yeah. it's like that's ridiculous you know why because she's a woman and people hate oh, james sure. gunn yeah it's that's just, also fair it's the dc not the dc it's the snyderverse people yes causing crap and always. it's like just always anything any ammunition that's the thing that's so frustrating i don't care if you like those movies love his movies yeah. i used to like snyder movies you know like, i think dawn of the dead's still a good movie right i used to like the owls movie like i didn't watch it till like two years ago i'd never seen it oh really oh. and it was a blast yeah that's really good no, yeah. i mean he's made good movies but like the whole thing is like that's great if you love those not against you but don't terrorize people like enjoy your movies and enjoy them don't attack buy, james buy, gunn. buy as many copies as i'll tell you what there's a bunch out there yeah nobody because nobody's buying <laughs> but anyway so they stop there and there's some funny moments like mantis throws all their suits out of yeah a pod to be you know race in space and like how are we going to get home and then they're trying to break in and they split up and nathan fillion's chasing him down and also so this whole spaceport is organic 
Yes. Which is just crazy. Yeah. This is the trauma James Gunn yes. roots this right is, here. This is James Gunn being like, watch what I'm going to put in yeah. this movie. He made yeah. a spaceport <laughs> organic. Yeah. And it's goop. Every control they do, they're going into a goopy like control Didn't panel. They, do that? they did that in Ant-Man though, right? Remember when they would fly well, the things? Well, to fly, yeah. Would, like, with Hank and he does the, yeah, the, you're, yeah. you're right. But but so like everything's organic and there's like pieces of it floating around. <laughs> it's really weird looking. And it's, the fact that James Gunn can get away with this. And that, it works. But this is how you know that no one told James Gunn no on anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fact that this was in this, this movie. Is, this like, is his I mean, bow is not a fight. I like. I'm surprised this got a PG-13. I spots. agree with you. And honestly, if if it wasn't for the fact that almost everything in this movie is an alien, right? It would have gotten a hard R because that's how you get away with it. You there kill aliens, is, and there is a lot of violence in this yeah, movie, it's a lot. I mean, and it's almost all against aliens. But it's graphic violence. I mean, oh, yeah. people losing arms, getting decapitated. Like if these weren't alien life forms these were human beings on earth yeah this is not getting an, a pg now and there's lots of their blood it's just not red right because they're black be, or green because or, they're aliens right but it's like it's this is a very dark violent movie which is why i started with say, like i don't know that you should bring a little kid to this no I, I don't disagree with you You get your first marvel f-bomb which i it, but which added perfectly nothing right in oh, my opinion know. oh i thought it was a good it, honestly when he said it, i was like oh but it's like, but it to was, what end? Yeah, it was, it was like, yeah. why is he they, so angry? You know, yeah, like, so just, like, who else would get it? I, I don't know that I anybody didn't need it. I guess nobody Robert needed Dunn, it. He, I guess Tony Stark, he like, improvised that, it and they just ran with it. It wasn't I, even supposed to be in the Yeah, world. I mean, I'm not even trying to be a prude about things, but it's like, I, I just like... It, it didn't pop for me like I think they wanted it to. Right? Yeah. He said it and I was just like, oh, he's angry. Jeez. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it didn't, I wasn't like, oh my God. Yeah, I you think know, just, either he, I would have given, if you're going to give one, I would have given it to Rocket when he's yeah. really upset right. about what has happened to him. That's fair. Like, I'm like, I feel like that's where it should have lived. I see Chris Pratt wrote that line. James Gunn didn't. Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought the, I, I thought it was a funny line because it is like, thought he loved Jesus, potty mouth. Yeah. But trying to watch him, just, you know, walk Gamora try like open the door I was like oh yeah, yeah this is hilarious because I, like, I did like that scene though because as he's driving nebula. the car nebula it was nebula door. okay yeah but I was I was thinking the whole time I was like well how does he know how to drive a car and he doesn't and then he doesn't yeah, and I was great. like okay because he's like I love work Earth when I was eight yeah and those little things were a lesser writer like yeah. I know that we're building up James Gunn here because he deserves it he's yeah. a great writer but absolutely other movies he gets in a car and he just drives. They would have just been like, well, just, if he could drive a spaceship, he yeah. can figure out a car. Right? And I'm like, I don't think that that's true. Like, very if they yeah. operate on very different principles, but one would assume. Those are the differences. The attention to small details. Yeah. One little scene where he hops in a car and has to go to another place. One thing that could be a total throwaway. And James Gunn writes that in because he thinks about it. He goes, right. yeah, this guy can't drive. And, and, you know, no yeah. and so that adds up over the course of a whole movie. And you get right. very well written with fleshed out characters. Right. But okay. So anyway, so in the spaceport, they do a big battle. They... He like tries to woo this the girl. This, he tries this, like, like a like a because they're trying to they're trying to get rockets pat the password to unlock the kill switch on his heart. Right. So anyway, so he ends up kind of tricking her, and then a big battle ensues. They all fight. To their credit, Star Lord and the Guardians are trying not to kill people. He's incapacitating. Yes. Well, Star Lord's he, not. He keeps, he keeps telling. Gamora is like, we're not killing anybody. Yeah. Like, this is, we're just going to knock them down. So they're trying to because the Guardians are good guys now, right? They started off as the this rogue group yeah. of scallywags, Sc- but they're they're heroes now, right? They're the Avengers, word. basically. They like, are. They're, I mean, they are Avengers. Right? Yeah. So they're, you know, so they're good guys, and you can't have good guys going around murdering. It just, no. you know. So Until they're doing, the they're, last 
needle drop of this movie. Well, there's yeah, they they kind of that goes away because you know there's some right. stakes there. But so they're incapacitating people. They're really trying to just incapacitate them or whatever. We find out that the thing they end up getting is not what they need. It's been, well, or it's been deleted. The, the code. The, they the code. They, it is what they needed, but the code that to kill the kill switch was deleted like a day earlier. And it was downloaded by one of the scientists, the high evolutionary. Yes. It's yep. his two. He has like two henchmen, two scientists. Right. And one of them had downloaded it. I like that picture. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and then I was like, la- Hey, that's really good. When they land. <laughs> so then they land on counter earth. Yeah. We find out that counter earth looks just like earth, except for there's a step, like instead of the statue of Liberty, you have the it's, high evolutionary, the high evolutionary with, a, with, a, with a monkey. With a monkey. And so his whole thing is he is trying to, build the perfect species and we see in a series of flashbacks that rocket was like an earlier prototype of what you could do with animals but rocket was the only one that really excelled well, what they, they couldn't figure out is they would get them to a certain point and then they would just like yeah. lose anger would take over the right? next stage from rocket but right. like in rocket stage each one of them maybe brought a little bit of something and rockets was his his, his intellect his, yeah. he was able to figure things out but that wasn't the end goal right so then no. the next step is these creatures so where's the accent come from <laughs> the, bro- the the New York accent. Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> it's a raccoon from Brooklyn. Yeah, I guess I could say that, right? But uh, no, because he, I think he's creating the raccoons. No, I think the high evolutionary is creating. No, them. he got so? them because in the last scene it showed where he came from, and it says that he was from oh. some shelter in a place. Okay, yeah. okay, I definitely. I like. Oh, he was, was taking the, them from Earth. So the raccoon ex- part, yeah. which is a great. Yeah, I just thought he was making them from whole cloth. Too. That's what yeah. I thought. No, okay. no, because that's the little thing where you find out he's a raccoon. It showed on one of the lines they yeah. came from a shelter. Well, okay. I thought he was making raccoons, but I did. I. But I thought he was making them. Yeah. 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 But just cloning raccoon. Every yeah. Raccoon. Like it's, you know. Yeah. So they they end up going to counter Earth. And this is where we meet the Animen, which is just, again, just it's crazy. What is happening? And the high evolutionary realizes that Star-Lord kind of says, you make this perfect society. Well, you've got an elephant man out here dealing meth. You've got a giraffe guy over here. beating. He's like, you know what? You're right. I think it's an octopus head. I'm selling drugs to a cockroach guy. Yeah, something. And the high evolutionary is like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Blow it up. That's why we're torching this place. And he (laughs) blows up a planet. Oh, my gosh. And killing everyone. It kills everyone. And meanwhile, so Gamora hung back on the spaceship. The whole thing was after the heist. She's like, let me out of here. And they're like, we don't have time. We got to get this code because Rocket's about to die. And they basically kind of like kidnap her because they can't go drop her off at wherever right. at the ravagers and so she's on the ship but what she does which screws them she over calls the she sends out a tracking yeah because she calls the ravagers but oh the that's right that's got right. to them first and alicia picks up that's and right and then like yeah well now, right now here come the sovereign as well i, I wish she would have been like i don't remember a british ravager <laughs> i thought when she answered the phone i'm like who am i talking it to? is she also it's, like, you know we talk about how violent this is going back to part two yeah when they murder all of the ravagers by throwing them out of a spaceship and yeah. i was like i forgot about yeah. this yeah. Like, holy. <laughs> oh man that arrow scene is so cool oh that, that yondu scene yeah. when he's yeah and the arrows going it's around so good. yeah so th- they end up getting the code but at the same time this the high evolutionary is leaving counter earth and the earth is imploding. They get the code back to rocket, but it's, we think it's not working. And again, to this movie's, it's not going fast enough. It's not going fast enough or it's not taking, but at the same time, knowing that this is the end of this team, I was like, yeah, I, they might, I haven't, (laughs) I, I, I haven't thought 
been convinced that they were going to kill off a major character like this since Toy Story 3. Sure. Because like, well, like when they hold that moment as they're going in the incinerator and I'm like, oh, Pixar's just crazy <laughs> enough to do it. There's two like, of them in this one. There's, yeah. Uh, the, but there's the yeah, last there's, one's even worse. Yeah, for sure. Like I was just like, I, I was just like, oh, James Gunn's crazy enough to do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely thought. I'm like, I thought at the end it's like, well, wow, Rocket's going to go into the light. Oh, like, then he there's got three back of to them. his family. Oh, there's three the of them, one? right? So it's Rocket twice. Oh, Rocket I don't think Rocket, I did not think Rocket was coming back this so when he base rocket's oh, okay you thought they burned him up and he was just gonna well no i so i first i think he, i thought he was gonna die on the table yeah and then when he's like i'm okay and then we go back to the ship and we find all the kids and oh and then yeah, he goes, I thought he was gonna he make goes, a sacrifice he goes there. back by himself right, right. To yeah. fight the, and i was like well i i thought that too okay yeah <laughs> and then the so basically the the guardians they win they're trying to transfer all of these prisoners and ki- they've got like cages full of kids they're trying but to they kill the high to... evolutionary i don't think we should i guess that's true can't skip well, over the main say, thing so that one of the things that i love about that character design is when we see him in the flashbacks it is very much Rebel yeah, it's Cop. great he's so normal right yeah. and then rocket this is what we're talking about murdering animals kills all his friends and then he goes ballistic and on the high evolutionary tears his face and up. Yeah. you don't see it it's like off you know camera or whatever it's right. rockets over his body but he is scratching the crap out of his yes. face and then now in present day he has it's robocop like, the Robo- skin stretched yeah. over and then we see it gamora peels his face <laughs> off i thought it was gonna i didn't like the art design when they peeled his face off i don't know how else you'd have it look but i thought they were trying to tell us it was the red skull oh the design oh, with dang the that would have been chopped crazy. off nose and everything because it looked like the red skull yeah. to me yeah i thought they were gonna get like a comic Which, accurate Maybe yeah. like robotic version of that face. Yeah. But I I didn't even think about that. But I mean, yeah. like, that's kind of how it is, though. Like, I guess if you peel off your skin and you have a skull. For sure. Like, I, like don't I, how, I, I, I don't know what else you do, but like. I get but, what you, I mean. It but looks, especially given that, I mean, it wouldn't be crazy for the Red Skull to want to make the perfect race. But then he'd have to come Except off for of he was white and. Volmir. Yeah. That'd be really remember weird. He's on, he was, remember because he's. Yeah. Because he's, he's Nazi. But it's like. But no, 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 because he's on that planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was talking more to Kevin. Like, oh. he's Nazi, so he wouldn't probably <laughs> recreate himself as a black so man. <laughs> but but maybe that's what makes him evolutionary. Maybe. Right? Maybe. He's evolved. We yes. should say the high evolutionary is played by Chukwudi man, Iwuji. That dude is given a performance he's, of a lifetime. He's in. He is on it. He's in Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, well, no spo- I won't spoil He's Peacemaker. in Peacemaker. He's in Peacemaker. So he brought him yeah. over. Yeah. He, uh, that guy was. He's. That's a villain, man. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. that's yeah. a comic book villain. Yeah. And and here's the thing. So in these comic book movies, we get these big, over-the-top, chewing scenery. Not saying it never works, but kind of all the villains feel the same. They're yeah. just like, I'm this crazy villain over the top, and it's funny sometimes because I'm so villainous. This dude is a straight-up villain. Like, sometimes villains are just really bad dudes. Yeah. You don't have to be these, like... You don't have to be a t- mad titan. You don't have to be this, I'm going to destroy the world. And then this guy has another one of those conflicting, like... I think what I'm doing is the right thing because I'm trying to make the perfect race or right. whatever. You know, like he's a villain that's complex. He's not just I'm destroying the world because I don't uh, like Tony Stark. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> it's really interesting how it's like obviously he's a super bad dude with doing terrible experiments and things, but he thinks he's helping. And- but I think that's the to me that's also the fun part about the cosmic stuff. Yeah, is it's it, it's limitless. Yeah, there's so we haven't even seen a nihilus yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and see, that's what I don't like about the cosmic stuff is, is that I feel because like, they can just come up with anything to get themselves out of a situation. Sure. Like there's just yeah. here's here's the what's the ultimate nullifier. Well, there's yeah. there's right. always another 
cosmic being. There's always another. There's always another celestial. Son- well, it's, it's like Doctor a- Who and the Sonic Screwdriver. There's right? always yeah. something. But it's like, but at least they kind of like they don't go to that too terribly much. That's right? true. Where it's like I feel like in the cosmic stuff, there's just always another Sonic Screwdriver. Here comes the Galactus. Right. Yeah. There's comes, always. You know. Oh, we have to find like we've got Adam Warlock, and oh well, now we have the Celestials, and now right. we have the, like there's always just oh you just, know what we don't have Kevin. What's that? Nova. Yeah, we t- God dang it. You're not going to. Not in this version. Of I think we might. I've worked, I, think, I think someday they'll have to. I was hoping. But. This is what I was hoping, honestly. So we know that Xandar was destroyed mm-hmm. in Infinity War. One of those, yeah. So I, the, in the comics, at least, Richard Ryder is the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And he, his helmet is the world. When Glenn Close was talking to the world mind or whatever, his helmet is. He's the last of the Nova Corps. And his helmet is the world mind. So I was hoping. That at some point, you know, I don't know, we see a Nova helmet or yeah. something, but that, nope. He's not Green Lantern, though. Yeah, he is. He's a space cop. Okay. Nova's a space cop. Okay. I just, I mean, we, we, just, they, just we, wanted to, they haven't brought over DC right, into no, it yeah. yet. Right. No, no, the Nova, I mean, the yeah. Nova Corps were cops. Yeah. Right, so, right, right, yeah. right, right. No. Yeah, Richard Ryder was a space okay, cop. Okay, so they so kill High Evolutionary. I, yes. Uh, kind of, that, that moment where Groot, so they give Groot a bunch of guns because they can't have That's weapons. That's a great yeah. scene. And so, so he's good. like, you know what to do with these. And so then they're there and he knows the trap. Drax like, this is a trap. Everyone's it's like, face it's, it's a face And off. the whole movie, he says, it's not a trap. I can't believe there wasn't a joke when took his face off when they took his face <laughs> off yeah. I'm for face sure you be like i told you it was a face off but yeah so the whole thing is like no not a trap face off face and so off. anyway so they go to the thing and then the the scientist that they were trying to get the they thing basically from, get the thing he's off like of oh his you're head. so stupid this is so clearly a trap it's like not a trap but anyway there's this huge showdown and groot pulls out tons oh, of guns man. It was and is so holding cool. them off and another one is like 360 avengers like yes. you know with them shooting it's just and, him and him and star lord and star lord back to back and that was really cool was dope. and then he the guy with the codes is like, ah, oh, don't kill me. And Starler just jumps out the window with him. And then Groot falls down, like wraps him up and grows wings yeah. and glides off. It's yeah. very cool. And I do like the, I think it was Gamora was, or Nebula was like, your plan was jumping out of a window. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, it worked at the yeah. time, you know? So yeah, so this planet is blowing up. They're trying to get all of these kids off of the ship. And in the process, Peter is the last one behind and he jumps and he, we've seen this before, right? He does this in Guardians 1 when he saves Gamora, where he gives Gamora the his mask and he starts to turn. But at that point, he was half celestial, so he could survive. Mm. In this one, I, I was like, oh, I think somehow has some kind of a enhancement that like some kind of augment that lets him not die instantly but uh, like i think the reason he survives there is some in universe explanation for why he can survive a little bit in space i was like when his face starts to pop that's what i'm like i was like if they blow up his head, yeah, like this is I didn't insane. Think they're full Outlander, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. But I thought they were gonna. But if anyone would, it's him. It's, it's James. James. It's James Gunn on his last day <laughs> of work. Right, but I don't right. think they would. Like, I don't. Think when they it would starts, blow to, up. Kevin. But when, when he it starts, starts to, to like poof pop, up, I, know, I like. But, I was like, oh. But the way geez. that James Gunn cares for these characters and has built them, I don't think he would. You think that's a step too far? The, the body would not. But would, I could also see a version of events where. If the goal was 
Chris Pratt wants to be done. Yeah. And and <laughs> and put a period on this, and that there's no ever coming back. Not Wait, to reference come- last mo- week's movie, <laughs> but there's no ever coming back. Like that would be a way to, to achieve certainly that. realize. Definitely not coming yeah. back. From but that. until they just go find him in another whatever. I mean, yeah. you know, like there's always a way. But well, especially I, now they've introduced time travel. Well, and, and multiverse. The, and multiverse. And that's yeah. why I think they left it open ended. I don't think that he's signed up for another movie. It may be him. It may be another Star Lord. Like another multi. Another variant oh, of Star Lord. Oh, oh, oh. That the options are endless. Well, I mean, that ending kind of sounds like they. I mean, they've left. Okay, so we think that Star Lord's going to die. He doesn't die, right? They get him onto the ship. They he survives, and the end of the movie is basically our team calling it a day. This this original MCU original Guardians, yeah. are all saying like, eh, "That's it. We're kind of done." So Pete, who has been having this crisis of faith sort of about leaving earth i think in the second movie gamora gives him a bunch of guff about not going back to earth and he says i'm gonna go like i'm gonna go back to earth and figure this out mantis is like i've been following everybody you know i followed ego i followed you guys i just did whatever you guys told me to do i'm gonna go do my own thing and then drax is like i'll go with you and nebula's like i need you to stay with these kids because we are introduced to this version of drax that we forgot about when he lost his daughter. That's what's really cool. It's like his whole storyline is being motivated by he lost his daughter. And now right. he's on this war path. So it's like he has the chance to be a dad again. Right. To all and his, these da- his, his daughter does come back in the comics as Moon Dragon. Hmm. So putting that out there. Maybe. Yeah. And then. Isn't it, she the one at the end? Is that. So that's. No. That oh, is. I, I. So she's Quasar. Like oh. that character, that character, Phyla, whatever her name is. Oh, well, then we bring in, and- need to bring in Kevin Brackett then. <laughs> the villain from issue four. The correct. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. But she, I mean, when I looked at her powers, like Quasar has neg- neg- the nega bands. Yeah. And her, Interesting. her powers okay. were set like on her hands. Oh, so I don't okay. know. I thought she was another character from the comics. But she is. Yeah. But yeah. You that- think that they, it's like a hybrid of. No, what? I think that's could be Quasar. Oh, okay. But Moon Dragon is a different character. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, but also part of the Guardians at one point. Like, all of these characters are all yeah. Guardians at one point or another. And Peter tells Rocket, he's like, look, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you were going to lead, you were leading this team. And then everybody kind of goes their separate ways. Nebula, or not Nebula, Gamora goes back with the Ravengers and kind of yeah. joins back up with them. But you do get that. It is funny how much chemistry zoe soldana and chris pratt still have even when those characters are different Mm -hmm. because you could feel it and then i'm not you know whatever whatever but like in part one it is electrifying those Mm -hmm. two together are electric in part two it's even more so because it becomes a ross and rachel thing right where it's a will they won't they at the end they do and then in we get him losing sam and diane Fair enough. That's good. <laughs> yeah, right on. I guess because Ross and Rachel do end up making it. Well, no, because he references it? Cheers. Oh, he does. You're right. And and like, and yes, he this is not Cheers. He wouldn't know Friends. That's fair because yeah. he would. He left before oh, it debuted. That's well done. Yeah, well done. And then you see it again in this one, like when they're when they're leaving and going their separate ways. There's a moment between the two of them where it's like, oh yeah. Like, but this but because, could happen because later. they had earned that at that point. Yes. So right. At the beginning of the movie, this isn't his Gamora. And while she still isn't his Gamora, they've just been on this trip. She, we didn't mention, she saved them when she was back on the ship. And then the pig creature comes to abduct Rocket because the high evolution is like. Not, ca- not Bebop and Rocksteady? Right. I, when, I, when we first saw him, I was Bebop and Rocksteady. But that's voiced by 
what's her face from Ant Man? Who who plays Ant Man's Michelle ex- Pfeiffer? No, Ant Man's oh Judy ex-wife. Greer. That's Judy Greer. Is who was the pig creature? Are you serious? Yeah. That's hilarious. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's so really random. Funny. But that's Laurie Strode's daughter. Yeah, there you go. So so she ends up like fighting to get rocket yeah. and then piloting the ship and you get that funny moment where she's like what who what kind of controls are on this <laughs> ship and she almost like crashes into them after they get the code thing and get right. rocket back so she ends up saving them and then they have that amazing and we can't not say that two minute long tracking scene it's and the halt, like, when they decide like they have the opportunity to, to walk away and have, and the guardians are back together and that scene had given me chills when they and all he, started walking when that he way. hits you with the beastie boys yeah. And they start walking to the hallway and, and they all turn like, around. Ah, uh, okay. You know, I, she's just like, holy, like, I was <laughs> like, cool. oh, yeah, this is pretty dope. And then you get, yeah, this tracking scene where the camera's just like going in and around mm-hmm. and everybody gets their little moment. You get Rocket back on Groot shooting things and you get Drax with his knives. Oh, yeah. The tracking shot battle in comic movies is the is like the cinematic equivalent of the splash, splash page. page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly what that and was. Gamora's got her sword. It was great. And Groot is tearing through people. Star Lord like two page splash. Yeah, that's oh a good, yeah, it's a good one. It's a, it's, a Jim, it's a Jim Lee splash page. Star Lord's just stunning people with his. You know, he's still trying the not to kill gun. people. That's right. And yeah, so there was a really great scene, and that's the difference, right? So James Gunn gives us these type of action sequences throughout the film, where you're like, wow, I'll remember that moment. It does kind of make me have, kind of excited for Superman. Because I don't think we've really gotten a good visual representation, visual representation yeah. of what he can do. Saw him crash through a Sears. You yeah, know? <laughs> killed a bunch of people. You're Blew up an IHOP right. that one time. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. Didn't didn't bother to clear out the city buildings that he was crashing through on people there. And so, an- another big moment though is that Rocket accepts he's a raccoon because he sees that sign. Yeah, yes. and he they all get a moment to like kill the high evolutionary. They're kind of passing him back and yeah. forth. But Rocket <laughs> Raccoon is like because he's like calling him like I don't know two four six zero one or whatever. Yeah, and the my name's it, Rocket. He's like, Rocket <laughs> Raccoon <laughs> blows yeah. him away, and then they all start like right. It was pretty great. Yeah. It was yeah, it was good. So yeah, the the post credit sequences uh, is the the is, new guardians is Rocket leading reading, the guardians. It's, it's Warlock and Phyla. I can't wish I can remember her last name, but I don't. And Go- Nebula and is that it? A Groot. Groot. Yeah, it's Groot is King Groot now. He is King yeah. Groot now, and I, he he's, he's talking huge, again. Man. But he's no, ta- he's not. That's what's beautiful. Was it Sean Gunn's character there too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah correct. Yes, 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 yes. No, that's the beautiful thing about this, and James Gunn confirmed it. So at the end of this movie... He says, I love you guys. Not Gamora can understand him. The whole movie, which I thought yeah. was very funny. Oh, yeah, that she was... goes, I know your name. You don't have to keep telling me. <laughs> at the end of the movie, he says, I am Groot. And she goes, yeah, I know, whatever. Oh, I yeah. can. So she's starting to accept him. We've been with these guys for 10 years. We can understand oh, Groot now. so he said, I am Groot. He said, I am Groot. And this is the first time we understood him because we're a part great. of the family now. I did, I did notice Which that. Was I was like, awesome. if, I was wondering when that, that I forgot yeah. about that moment, but I remember thinking at the time, like, is that supposed to be he can talk now or we can understand him? Which that's I think that's good. lost. I think a lot of people think, like, oh, we can just talk. He's finally big enough to talk, but it's yeah. like, no, we're finally accepted into the group okay. to understand him. That's like, pretty great. Like Gamora was. Yeah, that's she, pretty fantastic. She never, yeah, she didn't hear English. She heard I am group, but. Right. Because I like the line where she was just like, Seriously, like, are you guys understanding him, or <laughs> yeah. is just just <laughs> just making stuff up? Yeah. yeah, I thought that was so funny. But like, so you see where again the Gamora that's still not our Gamora is becoming like she might be one of our Gamoras. Like, At some she's, point, she's understanding Groot, and she's on better terms, and she's been through this adventure with everyone. And mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, she's going to do her own thing, but they keep it totally open to yes. You know. And then we get, I, I think, one of the best post credit sequences, not the one where they're sitting there, but when Peter oh. walks up. 
in St. Charles, which is where, you know, it's it <laughs> where I a, saw suburb, this movie. A, suburb, a suburb of St. Louis. I saw this movie in St. Charles. It's <laughs> weird. Like. And I think, like, I thought, so he walks up to the house, he knocks on the door, and of course, the, a woman answers the door. And I was like, oh, dang, like, grandpa's dead, you yeah. know? And we get a, an, an embrace, and with Pete, you know, the, his grandpa, who hasn't seen him since he was eight years old. Uh, knows exactly what he would look like as an adult. I, you know what? That's a movie trope yeah. that I think we didn't talk about on the on the trope episode. Yeah. But like when a child goes missing and they come back and the parent is like, hey. But yeah. sometimes adults look just like they did as kids. Sometimes. Sometimes. They sometimes. Look like Haley Joel Osment. If, you, if that <laughs> left for 30 years and he came back, you tell me you wouldn't know that's Haley Joel Osment, dude. Like, I mean, the guy's great. And he's very funny. But I dude, love he looks, got Kevin to say, Pagal? Yeah, that's yeah. great. But, but like... Some people look. Exa- I think even like Fred Savage to Fred an Savage, yeah. like Ben Savage, Fred Savage. They yeah. look yeah. like grown up. So like I don't know, but it's a movie trope for it sure. Is, but yes. sometimes you I'll, know, I'll let that one slide, and especially in a movie where it's like I, I didn't need another twenty minutes of like him showing ID. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. He just accepts it. That's what Tom wants on. a four hour cut of this, and it's yeah. all like, well, we're going to do it's 20, just, 23 and me. It's a four hour cut. An hour of it is just them waiting for the twenty three. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Which is quick. Damn, they're an hour now. Yeah. That's it's pretty good. very fast. And then we get a little tag that the Guardians will return. No. Oh no no! It's the, the yes, you're right. Star Lord, legendary Star Lord will return. Meaning, whatever that means, right? Is he going to pop in in Secret Wars? Is he going to have his own thing? Who is knows? He, is it going to be a different Star Lord? So, yeah, I mean, he's had a few successful comic yeah. runs. The legendary Star Lord. Legendary Star Lord. So, but the last scene is the it, it's the most domesticated we've seen anybody in the MCU. Where he's sitting next to his grandpa and they're talking. He's like talking about mowing somebody's lawn. <laughs> And he's like, I can't, you know, he's going to sit there. I'm not going to do it. He's going to sit there. The, the son's going to sit there on the porch and judge me. Yeah. He's like, don't even get me. You know, the grandpa's like, don't even get me started. And he's like, no, please do. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and the legendary Star-Lord will yeah. return. This feels the most definitively ending yeah. of any of these franchises, right? Cap Steve Rogers can pop back up. They left that wide open yeah. for Steve Rogers. Iron Man, maybe. I can't really come back from what Tony Stark did. Obviously, Thor, Spider-Man, all of those characters well, have the ability. I think the, the difference is you can always come back in comics. Always. Yeah. It doesn't matter how sure, they Sure, sure, sure. But you don't have to. This feels like an ending. This feels like right? the end of this Guardians. So, but, you know, this is a movie that has a start, middle, and finish. Yes. And this trilogy is an arc. And it could end here. We could never see them again. If they do pop up somehow, that's great. But this can live on its own. As I think as long as James ending. Gunn is working for the other guys, these folks are gone. I think I see a version of events where Star-Lord pops up. Maybe. But I don't know that you get full Guardians yeah. movies. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be a, a tough sell without James Gunn. Big time. I think also for the actors. So I think I think I don't know that Chris Pratt wants the pressure of it. So it's like popping up for a 20-minute yeah. run in yeah. a Thor movie. Sure. But like carrying a whole guardians yeah. reboot you want me to get in that shape again well not even just that i just don't think he i think this character and franchise is is so important and crucial sure that he doesn't it's gonna be a tough sell to get him to trust someone else to take it over i think it's the i think it's the chris evans thing right yeah where he's like I, if i come back it better be for something right you yeah. know like yeah I, I, so like i think he'll pop up and i think chris evans is more driven by the emotional impact of that of that run of that where, ending where yeah. I think this I think I feel like Chris Pratt's is driven more by the fact of like these movies are such a unique vision of James Gunn it's going to be tough to convince him that they can hand those reins over to someone else who sure. can replicate that yeah definitely or and or 
and, and I think that's the thing. I don't think you want someone to replicate that. You want someone to have a fresh take that still feels like this, but you don't. What you don't want is season four of Community, right? Right. right. Of and someone trying to impersonate the vo- the unique voice that created. It's this. a comic book thing, right? Yeah. Where Dan Abnett, Andy Lanning created this world and then when they left the book there was no guardians book for a long time and yeah when the movie came out they're like brian michael bendis is gonna write guardians of the right. galaxy yeah and it's kind of you know it's but daredevil's the same way kevin smith and to ed brubaker to you know yeah different guys who are but do i want to see somebody else's take on the guardians not particularly yeah, yeah well we've you seen know who what, I, we... you know who phil lord miller yeah. lord miller would be the only guys that i could yeah. think would and they kind of live in the Marvel. I mean, it's Sony, Mar- Spider Man, yeah. but it's still Marvel. So, like, yeah, they those could, are the, those are the guys that I wouldn't mind seeing. Yeah, yeah take, I could see that. But I want to see their Star Wars too. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, <laughs> and I think you know, comparing Star Star Wars to Marvel, I think that's the brilliance of Marvel is that they've created this universe where you can tell different kinds of stories, and in Star Anything. Wars, you can't. Yeah. Like, as much as I might have liked that Star Wars movie that Lord Miller did that Ron Howard took over, I don't think it would have felt like a Star Wars movie because Star Wars oh, is saying. so baked into a certain type of tone yeah. Yeah. where Marvel has more breadth. And can, so you can try different yeah, things. Yeah, they can do whatever they want, yeah. honestly. Did you guys see, though, that James Gunn didn't like the way that Star-Lord basically screwed everything up with Thanos? Like, yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> that. Like, he was not happy because, like, I wouldn't have had Star-Lord do that. He's not going to do a dumb move like that. He's like, he would have let Gamora die instead of sacrificing yeah. the He tried to kill her. Universe. He tries to kill her and he blows bubbles instead, right? right? He's going to kill her yeah. at, and at, with the Collector, but Thanos changes the gun. Yeah. But, but that's very true. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, that's it go. for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find This them. is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. <laughs> Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. Also on Letterboxd. <laughs> same name. <laughs> Not letter. I, you know what? I almost bought joybutts 21com because you said that's where your letterbox was. But... Oh, <laughs> did somebody beat you to it? <laughs> no, I just didn't care. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And you can find the show online facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there like the page join the group do all the things so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time wilbur rescues the egg sack get ready for a spoiler won't say it twice because we already warned you better watch out it's gonna ruin the plot Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.